knows without a shadow of a doubt that the so-called African-American didn't come to America trapped in the bottom of a ship. I'm your host, Buck Wylam. I want to be free by the Ohio players. A lot of us don't know about music like that, so that's why we try to introduce it here to the people, the youngsters who don't know about the Ohio players, Commodores, James Brown, all those funky bands that the soul people, which you are uh, ascended of, the soul people, all the little so-called African-American kids walking around America right now, you are the soul children. You are the people that make this country rock. You are the people who are supposed to inherit America, but we can't inherit America because we're cut off from it because we not know who we are. Tonight's program is foreign ideologies that the African-American that cuts the African-American off from his ancestral homeland that's what we're going to talk about tonight. We're not having a guest tonight. This is just going to be a panel discussion. Please, we'd love to hear your input. You can give us a call at 605-562-3140 um, to talk to us and to get into the phone call. 605, I'm sorry, the participant code is 240670-POUND sign. We'd like to get everybody's opinion tonight on foreign ideologies. How do they help or hinder the African-American? As usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Rick Moon. What's the word tonight, Rick? Hey, hey how's everybody doing tonight? Uh, well, uh, yeah, I got my word tonight. Let me find it right quick. I'm sorry about that. While you doing uh, that, while you doing that, we're going to go ahead and introduce Miss Nisi Lachelle, the matriarch Memphis mama. What's going on, Nisi? Hey, beloved. How y'all doing? How you doing, family? Everything's everything. You know what, Nisi? Those little how you close the show out. I like. I really like that. That's really inspirational. Thank I, you. I really like Thank that. You. That's a new ad. You you do have talent. Thank you very much for sharing with us. All right, Rick. You ready? That's a, thank you, ma'am. Rick, you got that word for us? Yeah, yeah. I got it for you. I got it for you. Uh, the word for tonight is going to be life, L-I-F-E, life. And uh, uh, I looked it, looked it up, the definition of this word, in a couple of dictionaries. And uh, as a matter of fact, I looked at so many definitions, and the ones I, the one that I finally did write down, I forgot which dictionary I got it from. But anyway... The definition of life uh, from this dictionary was uh, the condition that distinguishes animals and plants from the inorganic matter, including the capacity for growth, reproduction, functional activity, and continual change preceding death. Two, the existence of an individual human being or animal. Three, the period between the birth and death of a living thing, especially a human being. Four, the depiction of a subject from a real model rather than from an artist's imagination. Now, you know, that meaning, to me, can, it, it kind of downplays the word life. I, I, think, I think there's a much more to it than just what they're saying. So, of course, as you know, Moon had to make his own definition. And this definition that I came up with is the word life is the energy force that allows the universe and cosmos to maintain proper balance held in place by the connection between all living indigenous animals, plants, souls, and yes, people that life has made a covenant with to protect the universal cosmos through the cycles of reproduction and upkeep for the ecosystem that these indigenous living beings are assigned to. In our case, America, America, wherever you want to call it. 
as long as this covenant is kept, life will protect you. If broken, life will no longer support you, and the final verdict could be death to the breakers of the life covenant. And the reason, uh, so, and that uh, reason why I had to come up with that definition is because I think it's a whole lot more serious than what they want to um, tell you. As a matter of fact, really, the, to me, life is the the essence of nature, is the absolute truth, is the God uh, that you uh, so-called people talk about. So, you know, uh, that's the word for tonight, Buck. Oh, man. You know what, brother? You're going to have to seriously make a dictionary because your definition made me see it. It, it was like, as you were explaining that, I was seeing that in real life time. So you, you see what I'm saying? When you say soul people, when you speak to each other, you got to you got to move the people in some kind of way. One of those chakras going to have to pop. And that's how we're going to have to start talking to each other, because what they give us. A, a, a roach can't feed an ant. Hawks don't feed pigeons. And we keep thinking we can take ideologies and ideas from other people and apply them to ourselves and think they're going to and think they're going to work. It ain't happening. So that definition that you gave, Rick, was an excellent, excellent uh, precursor to what we're going to get in tonight. So uh, and with that, what we're going to get in tonight is foreign ideologies. Like you just took that their definition of life and made your own definition of life. And I think your definition of life could be, we could drink that with our cup of coffee every morning. We don't think that we can do that. We don't think we're supposed to do that. We don't think we're supposed to, we're here living life and we're just supposed to wait for somebody to tell us like what to do. And that's what we do. And if somebody say, well, hey, why are you doing that? They'll stand up for the people who they're mimicking. And this is where the African-American is today. Foreign foreign ideologies. What effect do they have on African-American? Nisi, you you live in a very famous city that is, I think, and ever since I've been to Memphis and every time I go to Memphis, lovely people but it has that downcast of the king assassination on it what are one of the things what are some of the foreign ideologies that you see in memphis that we are just totally cut off from and doesn't help us in any way what are some of the foreign ideologies that the community is taking in and it uses to take them away from their ancestral heritage well one thing you're you're absolutely right about uh, about the shadow uh, that has become our legacy. When I talk to people, I simply say we're known for two things: the you know the so-called King Elvis, who is a thief and stole <laughs> stole music, and we're known for as a uh, place where Dr. King was murdered. You know, we're known for other things, but those are two things that we are known for. When I look at this city, I I simply see people who are siloed into segments. You have, uh, this this city is unique, but I don't think it's probably that unique as as southern cities go. But when you have a city that's probably, I've lost track, it kind of changes um, positions as far as demographics on on the list. But it has been about the 14th largest city in, uh, in the nation. It is a majority black city, but it is it has leadership that is white. The leadership, if you look at it skin wise, they are so called black. They have a so called black mayor. They have a so called majority black city council. We have a so called uh, black police director, and a lot of these uh, major aspects of the city are are, are so called that black, but. You, you have people who don't have a sense of themselves. They walk around with shadows cast on them of other people. And 
they seem to live to emulate. So when 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 you are a, a, a being, and your whole purpose is that of being here, your life force, your energy force is that of a soul person, but yet you're walking around here emulating people who themselves are hermit crabs trying to go around and get somebody else's house and stuff because that's what they do. If you ever know, notice a hermit crab, it drags another uh, animal shell around, and that's what pink people do, then you are really, really messed up. You know, you can't, you don't know your head from a hole in the ground. So you get people who say there's a mentality here and there is because the people are confused. They have no leadership. They have no identity. And then they walk around literally a lot of times in, in, in a state of zombification. And, so, and that's just from being mentally, mentally unaware and consciously blind. Now, let, let's take the city of Memphis. So I'm going to use the city of Memphis. We can use that, you know, in our in our talks, because you said Memphis is the 14th largest city in America. What now? Now, if we could take and build an economic framework from just the city of Memphis alone, there's all kind of cities about the size of Memphis, Charlotte, Tampa, Jacksonville, those type cities. They're not metropolises like a L.A. or a New York or a Chicago, but they're really nice pockets of so-called African-Americans living there. These are the type cities where let's say Memphis is going to be the site where we build solar panels and we're going to build solar panels for all our people in the country. Why aren't ideas like this put forward by our thinking elite? Why aren't we teaching our sons and daughters how to build something? What, 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 what is that? So what I want to know from you, Nisi, is what do you see as the foreign ideologies that cuts us off from doing any of that stuff? What Allowing, ide- I, I know you're right. You, we do follow people, but what, what are some of the ideologies that we've inculcated into ourselves that make us not want to be ourselves? Politics is a foreign ideology. Right. That's, that, that's, that's the biggest thing that we ascribe to. Now, really, politics is cognizant dissonance, and that simply means holding a strong belief against information to the contrary and not letting it go, you know, second to religion is politics. Politics doesn't work for us, although we do have to work within the construct of a political system. We have not yet learned how to fashion our power. We have power. We have power as a collective. But where where we make our mistakes is when we lend ourselves to individualism. A good friend of mine broke the word down individual to me uh, just today. Individual at the end of the word has dual in it. Think about that. D-U-A-L, dual. Dual means double. It means to, you know, separate and apart from. We can't function as individuals. We're actually the only group that does that. Wow. You cannot break away from the greater collective and expect to be successful, expect to be holistic, expect to be anything other than just out there as a fragment by yourself. See, that's why I love my host and co-host, because <laughs> what they come up with and when we're out here and we're thinking we're nothing these are the kind of ideas you come up with and these are the things you see when you think. When you think. We're not even trying to think about things. And these are these are uh, simple people like we all are who are looking at what's going on in all in our communities. If she talks about Memphis, she's talking about Alabama, Birmingham, Jackson, all these cities. Why can't all these people get on the good foot? What's so hard, Rick? Uh, Nisi says politics. What do you think about polit? What do you think about politics, and how is that going in your city? Is one of the foreign ideologies that keeps the African American from moving one step forward. Uh, well, um, it's, it's 
one thing that we ought to talk about is is just this system, period. I mean, you know, to kind of elaborate on what uh, Nishi was saying, it's the system, period. I mean, you know, this we have we have bought into an artificial system, uh, and it, and it's taking us away from our true purpose. Uh, we we've gone into a dead society instead of a life society, like like uh, the meaning of the, uh, the word that I explained earlier. Uh, was I mean to give you to give you an example uh, of, of what's going on in this world. Uh, take a childbirth, for instance. Um, uh, a mother has a child. Uh, the first thing that happens is they, 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 now the mother and the father are the actual creators of the child. But once that child is born, there is a, what's called a birth certificate that is created by the state for that child and what it's really doing is putting it's putting that child under them and what they do is they put they put they might put the mother they'll put the mother's name up there and then they'll put the father's name and it might be that's if the father's name is on there because you don't need the father to, to to sign that birth certificate for it to be official and uh but if it's on there, it's probably below. And and what that's saying is that they've kind of broke their covenant with that child, and the state itself is taking over. And all those birth certificates are, is all they are, are like bills of lading for where they actually make money off of you in that way. You know, you got you got stuff like the uh, the court systems. You 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 know you walk into a courtroom. Uh, there, if you look at the laws in most states, it don't have an address or anything where you have to report to court at. You can uh, every every state where has places where court can be held at, and this is even inside of uh, the game, the other games because it's really a game too. And and they make you come to some certain address, you know, to go to court when you can just every state has where court can be held at. You can just hold and, and, and I'll give you a definition of court. As a matter of fact, I have it here, uh let me find it right quick. African-Americans Ain't African Radio. We're here on the Black Talk Network Live. Visit us at African-Americans Ain't African on Facebook. Go to our webpage, AfricanAmericansAin'tAfrican.org. Check out our blog. Go to YouTube and check out our previous podcast. African-Americans Ain't African, folks. We're trying to get some positive communication going on to a group of people who really don't communicate with each other so join us call us up share your share your ideas with us how can the the so-called african-american connect back to his ancestral homeland america no you didn't come from africa and this is what i mean about thinking when you start thinking about things the stories that we've been told when you start putting them in the context with reality they don't add up one thing the african-american is we're trained much like dogs they just give us commands and we follow them. We don't sit and try to figure this out ourselves. We don't sit and try to figure out, well, why are our children being miseducated so badly? We haven't come together and figured that shit out yet. That's on all of us. These schools are re- embarrassing that we even go to them. And so this is what's happening. This is what we accept. So this is what we're going to get. So a lot of times we can't complain. A lot of times we can't complain. Mm-hmm. We accept anything. We no critical thought or nothing. Rick, you ready for that? Right. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, if you look in the uh, fourth edition of the Black Law Dictionary, if you look up the word "court," it is, it says the suit of the sovereign in all his regal retinue wherever he goes. Uh, and what that means is that uh, 
the court is is for you to, to use. It, it goes by your knowledge and what you know. Regal means royalty. That means your royalty. It's for your benefit. You're the one who's who's in charge. And us being the indigenous people of this land, we are the ones that are that are the sovereign ones, the ones that are supposed to uh, be uh, telling everybody else, you know, what we can do and what they can't do because we're the ones that, that's, that was here first. We're the ones that know all the secrets. So, but they just got it and they just changed it around on us and we go for it. When all there is is just ways of collecting money, which is also artificial because if you go into a courtroom, and you take real money in there, which might be gold, silver, whatever, they can't take it. Why, is, why, why is that, Rick? Because, because, it, that is, because this paper money is not real money. Real money is gold, silver, palladium. Some, uh, some kind of natural some, something resource. Or, or natural resource. Right, the natural resources. So right. you can't you can't take that into an artificial court, which is what this system that we're in is, and try to pay a ticket with that. They can't accept it. So all the paper that we chase, all the overtime we work, all the payday loans we get, and maybe I'm here in the south, they got more payday loans down here than they got sand on the beach. All this paper we should be chasing and the interest and the penalties and the fees that we love to pay. You're basically saying that while we're chasing that, other people are chasing the resources in our homeland, taking out the resources and getting paid off of that, selling it back to us. Exactly. That's an, that's an African American. So you're saying the politics. You so you with Nisi on the politics. You're saying that's how that cuts us off. Yes, it is. And like I said earlier, us being the indigenous people of this land, we should know all this. We should be the ones making all the rules. Yes. Yes. African Americans ain't African radio. We're talking about foreign ideologies that keep people. They keep us from moving forward. They keeps us from thinking what's best for us to stop think that, that keeps us from thinking a hundred years into the future. What are these ideologies that we have? And Nisi put out politics and you, you heard Rick's definition of it. And I got on the politics side. I have to go. If that is keeping us away from our our potential and what we're supposed to do. This is why politics to me doesn't work. Because it ain't our shit. <laughs> it's not ours. It, 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 it doesn't work. I can't wear your shoes. I can't take something that your people crafted up for you to trick other people and take it and try to make it work for me. I have to take what our, my ancestors had the kind of ways that they were living we have to take those type because those are the spirits that are here those are the spirits that are here so on the political view to me it just keeps us from that's the politics of it stay away from yourself and come be with me you know come and be a Republican come be a Democrat come be an independent what if we had an indigenous party what would that look like? Probably it would all we it would all get uh, corrupted and and conscripted because the system is set up and that's not going to be changing. What so, we have to understand is is, is, is that we, we we got two choices. We can continue to try to operate as subsets within a set of a system that was never meant for us. It was only designed for us to be cogs. We can't become primary in a construct that was set up for our detriment. We keep forgetting that. And, and, and you know, we, have, we function as best we can in it. But that's part, the other part of the cognizant dissonance, and it's almost like a definition of insanity. Keep doing the same thing, expecting different results. 
you know, this this construct was never set up to benefit us to uh, in any positive affirm, affirming way. For instance, education. That that's another foreign ideology because it's all based on basically it's based on German. You know, uh, uh, our education system is based on systems over in Europe, and we start with kindergarten. Kindergarten is a German word, little ones. So we send our children to kindergarten. Uh, now we start as early because we keep starting earlier. So we send we we start in preschool daycare. Uh, Head Start. That's the government program. So the government decided, okay, we want your children at four years old. You put these children in 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 this system. And we literally forget about them because we give our most precious and valuable asset to people who don't like them. And I'm not talking about their individual teachers not liking them or anything like that because people get on stuff and be bleeding hard with uh, silliness. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the system itself. And for about seven hours a day, our children's heads are peeled back and pried open and it's poured lies and non-truth, nonsense, and all of that into them. And the least we could do is try to undo some of it when the child comes home. We don't even do that. Wow. Area code 605-562-3140, African-American and African Radio. Rick, what do you think is the foreign ideology that breaks us down and cuts us off from our covenant or having that covenant? What, what foreign ideology do you think? I might get smacked for this by a few people, but I think one ideology that has really, really brought us down is this is this concept of relationships, connections of marriage or whatever. Uh, I, I think that uh, that. It's all the way we've it's been taught to us is based off of like love, sex, uh, materialistic stuff, and and that's what uh, it's been based off of. And that's how a lot of people make make their uh, make choices based off of that. And to me, that is one of the biggest ideology that has really, you know, uh, put us down because a, a, a lot of, for, for instance, for instance, the, even the marriage thing. Why should, why should, if you, if you think that this per that you and this person uh, are going to have something going and y'all can make this together, why do you need somebody else's permission? Why do you have to go to a, a to the state and get a license, you know, and stuff like that. It, it's all, it's, it's all money making schemes. And another thing, while you know, if you love, to me, love is something that you should already that should already be in you. Uh, instead of you uh, looking for people who made it, who who have good sex or who wear nice clothes or go to nice restaurants or stuff like that, we should be basing this off of uh, uh, what is, 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 is the male, is he a good provider? Is he, is he a good father and protector for, of his children? Is the mother, uh, uh, is she a fit mother? Is she like the, um, is she the teacher uh, do I accept her as the teacher of my children? Uh, if you can do that, if you these are some these are the things that you should be basing trying to get a made off. And what we've been taught is based on a lot of artificial stuff. Yes, uh, relationships. I, I I totally agree. And in the relationship, I think since that integration came to the forefront, the relationship is that now we want to. We it's like we have integrated ourselves into another person's culture and we look at ourselves the same way the white culture looks at us. 
that's what so when you say relationships to me that's what relationship is the the way we have ran away from our or trying to run away from ourselves the relationships that we have for ourselves and and that has cut and that and that has cut us off uh completely from not just our relationship with ourselves cut off from the relationship with ourselves with the planet and with each other nisi you you were saying i was just going to add another one um materialism we we have a a a construct of hocus pocus and it's it, it almost it's just it, it really isn't real so we gravitate to all of these things based on illusions and so when i say that when you look at when you look at the things that, that we are ascribing for, they all are tied to materialism. It's rare. It's, it is truly a conscious person whose goals and objectives, as they define them, are not rooted in chasing materialism. That is a tentacle of this construct, but it's also a foreign ideology that we get from, from you know, from Europeans. The money isn't real, and, and, and the only thing I was going to say is the money isn't real. The only thing that is real when it comes to wealth for self is your labor, what you can do, because it's this system, and when, rather than if, it implodes, that's all you have. None of these other things matter. For instance, if I was in New Orleans when we had the hurricane, and me and my family had along, you know how they used to have the long loaves of bologna, and a person walking down the street said, I give you $100 for that bologna and bread. Do you think I'm going to give them the, the, uh, the bologna, the stick of bologna and bread for $100? That means nothing to me. African-Americans ain't African radio. Foreign ideologies that cut the African-American off from his ancestral homeland. When you say materialism i found that this is check this out the poorest people check this out the poorest people rent the most storage space did you know that no did you know the the poorest people rent them because they buy all this junk but they think they're poor and so the riches that we just shove in other people's pocket because again, we're cut off from ourselves. The riches to me, the materialism that what we give away. What about you, Rick? When you on materialism? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of this stuff is based on what I got. You know, I got this diamond. I got, I drive a Mercedes. Uh, I got a, 5,000 square foot house, you know, all these are imaginary and artificial things. Neither one of these things is going to ensure that you live the next day, ensure that you're fed, ensure that others are taken, that your children are taken care of, your wife is taken care of or whoever. All of these things we aspire to has nothing to do with life. You hitting it right there. We're gonna got a few callers on the line. Uh, area code three three four. You had something you wanted to add? Um, good afternoon, everyone. <laughs> good evening. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey. uh, uh, were y'all talking about uh, religion? <laughs> well, that is is that a foreign ideology that you think? has cut the African-American well, off from himself? Yes, I was uh, explaining to a young lady uh, a few minutes ago, and I was saying, if they distance you from your land and save you from Africa, and then they give you this idol to worship that's close to Africa. <laughs> so I simply asked her, well, if you're not, a Christian, or if you are native of this country, why do you worship someone that's thousands of miles away? Who are the people worshiping on this land? 
And of course, you know, I get the blank answer. So, so the religion, as as to me, on the religious tip, it's real simple. That's what I was going to say as the ideology that has ripped us apart. Because as the soul people, soul people, Americans, soul people, when we take on the spiritual ideologies of other people, those ideologies controls our souls. I don't know how we acting like we don't understand what it is, but so we are really possessed to be other people. And we don't get that. We don't get that. It, it cuts us off completely from our spiritual power. So think about when you said we got poor people in America rent the, the most storage space. Check out all that financial energy just going down the drain. Then check out on Sundays and Saturdays and what all these other cats do when they take all their spiritual energy is is dictated to them by foreign ideologies. Hebrew Israelites, Christians, Muslims. Where's the religious ideology of the people here? And we don't not only do we don't know the African-American don't care. So what Nisi talks about earlier about when this fall hits, I hope that the people are on like Rick say connected to life and what gives life to us is the earth. Plain and simple. Uh, Rick, you had something you want to add about the religious aspect? Yeah. Uh, also another thing about, about these, uh, religious uh types is we don't we we let other people tell us these things but we don't even check it out ourselves. I mean we'll believe everything that's in the Bible or whatever and, and I'm talking about Christianity for right now as an example. And we'll believe everything that's in there but we haven't checked it out ourselves. But is, I mean, but isn't that going back to what the whole program is about? How is this disconnecting us from ourselves? It, it's kind of like uh, Nisi was saying, or was that you talking about in, individual? Where the the bottom of the word says dual. We're trying to right. live. We're trying to live. We like we're splitting our souls, so to say. Right. That, yeah. That was Nisi. Yes. Yeah, and. And that that's what you know. That's what uh, all this this stuff is done. We're we're believing, and all of these stories come from other other people, foreign people. They don't come from our people, and that's a big that's a big problem that we have. We'll listen to everybody else's story, but we won't go to our own. The ones who birth you, the ones who took care of you, the ones who gonna always look after you because they love you. We don't, we don't, we don't care about anything that they say, but we'll go listen to other people who we don't even know. I mean, we read all these history books. You don't know the guy that wrote that book, you know, and, and it's just, it's just, it's just getting worse and worse, you know, uh, for us. And if we don't start to uh, get into the nature aspect of it, that, like, I mean, I've been saying, we've been saying for the last couple of weeks, you gotta look to nature. You don't see you don't see deer going to to the dog on turkeys and asking them how to teach their to teach their children. Or you don't a uh, better example. You don't see German shepherds going to uh, Dover and Pinterest asking them to train their children, although both are dogs. Right. You know. <laughs> Yes, Rick, you're right. Nisi, you th- your your thoughts on the religious aspect as a foreign ideology that keeps the African-American away from himself, his land, and his ancestral homeland. Religion is the biggest construction of all. <laughs> it is, I, I mean, it absolutely is. You, you know, when you have people in a church, and I've seen it, so I'm not speaking on something that I don't know anything about. They're struggling to pay their basic bills and expenses, but yet they let the quote-unquote the church, so I'm going to say it in my southern voice, the church 
C-H-E-R-C-H. Auto debit their ties that they really don't have, further further indebting themselves. Come on now. But you have that. These people will cuss you out, these good Christians will, if you say anything about what they're doing, you know, with, with, with their money. This is, this is, this is, I, I mean, it's a, it's a conduit that is just a, a, a smaller cause within a bigger, within some bigger machinery. And we find ourselves just going round and round and round. I wanted to add one thing that I had a discussion with uh, a friend of mine we were talking today. Back to materialism. We are soul people. We are the earth people. We blend in with nature. We are the shit. I don't say that in a prideful way. I simply say that in a real way because of who we are. We are easily mesmerized by shiny shit. Dangle something in front of us, and hey, you got us. I don't care what it is. Just dangle it in front of us and tell us it's the newest, next best thing, and it costs $500, and we want that, even though we had a negative balance in our account. You got these kids. We have to be connected to Earth, just like what we were talking about with Project Reconnect. And everyone should at some point, even if you don't do it but once a week, go outside in your yard or somewhere you feel good and take your shoes off. we got to do that because these folks know that our energy and our life force will blow them out. These tennis shoes that you're paying $300 for, what does rubber do to uh, electricity and the charge? It negates it, right? So we got all our kids running around here trying to get these tennis shoes, keeping this rubber on their feet. The best thing that we could do to ourselves, I guess, is put ourselves back in some moccasins. But don't just blame it on the kids. The women in the uh, uh, tennis stilettos with the uh, red bottom shoes, they don't want to take those off either. So don't just talk about the kids. Area code 281. You had something you want to add? Yeah. Um, how you doing, family? What's How's everybody up, doing? Great. Great. Um, but the the term the terminology used, ideology. You know, I look it up and I see one portion of the etymology of it, and it says systematic sets of ideas. <clears throat> so, not I, I was listening to you guys, and I, I hear that everybody touched touched on this one thing that actually getting us all in this mindset is education. This education that these Europeans giving us is the one that's setting us back. Just like some some of the stuff that Malcolm was saying. Who taught you that you was African? Who taught you you was black? It's, it's the education, but that's all I have to say, guys. Yeah, the education from from my observation, the education comes from your family. Your family net lets you know to keep secrets amongst yourself. Your family, somebody's in your family going to tell you this is you have to build. The family teaches you that we go to school to get trained. They're not educating us to do anything. They train us so we can continue to help them build their empire. That's what the school is for. It's no education going on there. You get that from the family. That's my that that's my take on education. It's like uh uh Richard Williams. He educated Venus and Serena. You know, so when we when we get into the schools, what do we do? Here's an example. One you say education. How we we have we are in the forefront of everybody being educated in this country. Carter G. Woodson, all these brothers that were educated back in the day. Doctors, lawyers, woo-wah. We got all this education. Why do Chinese have more hospitals in America than us? <laughs> and sit down and think about that. Just don't blow it off because when we get questions like that, we it's embarrassing and we don't want to tack, tackle it and talk about it. Why do Chinese people have more restaurants in America than us? And when we start to answer these questions seriously, we we feel shame and we should because we've been screwing around. 
We keep thinking we're somebody. All Chinese can come teach us something. Chinese will come tell. I mean, Rick will tell you this story. I thought that Elijah. What's the guy name who Elijah Muhammad said was told him that the black man was God? Master Fard Muhammad. Right. I thought. I and, and and this is what I mean. Why change is so important. I thought that Master Far Muhammad was a black man. Remember that, Rick? Oh yeah. <laughs> what did you tell me? Oh, he's a he's a white man. He's from uh, God. You know where I forgot where he's from, but he's from here, uh, America. And I, I forgot, I, I got it written down in my notes somewhere. But I know we because we, we did a show about that. I think it's Detroit. He came from, he was an immigrant. He, probably, he came over here, but he was an immigrant and told Elijah Muhammad that the black man was from the lost tribe of Shabazz. Now. Right. Now. And he, he also, uh, uh, was part of it. before that he was part of Nova Drew Ali's uh, uh, crew too, right? And I, he probably had something to do with Nova Drew Ali's death. Okay, but he told Elijah Muhammad that the black man comes from the tribe of Shabazz is the lost tribe of Shabazz, and and when brothers were in the nation of Islam was trying to recruit me, I was like, dude, you believe that story? You, I mean, really? And these are the ideologies that send us off on a track that we won't, we won't have no connection to this place. And it makes it easier for foreigners to come in and take over because they know you're going to be out of here. We keep claiming that we this and we this and we this. None of it connects you here. And this is where your ancestors are. Most of us. And when I say African-Americans, I'm talking about the people who before they were called African-American was called black. Before they was called black, they was called Negro. Before they was called Negro, they was colored. You know the story. You know who you are. And if you from Africa, if you from Africa, that's wonderful. Africa's a wonderful place. But their children are fleeing in droves. Why? So if you're an African, I think you should round up the posse and uh, you know Africa's in bad shape and over here working to get a job is not going to help Africa and this is the same thing that we over here the Americans have to do you got to look out for our home y'all because if they rip if they tear this place up we are responsible for it ain't that right Rick oh yeah hey Maybe they can go to to the to down to Charleston or one of them places and get one of them wooden ships and and sail back over there. <laughs> right. I don't think they'll be doing that. I don't think they're doing three three four. Uh, three three four. Yeah. <laughs> religious religion. You 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 had a great deal to do with religion. What got you out uh, of it? What what made you say? Because a lot of people, when you give them information or when you learn certain stuff, like, uh, you know, when I found out that the Holy Bible was the third Bible, it, it, it was that was the latest Bible. It was a couple of Bibles before that. Why is it so hard for when people to get when they get truth about what they're doing? Why is it so hard for them to let go? Three, three, four. Uh, because we sold people. We love, hey, we spirit people, and sometimes we just follow the wrong goddamn spirit. Huh? <laughs> we love to, hey, entertain. We do. Huh? Uh, you know, and, and, and my my spirit was always conflicted, and I would ask questions, and I stayed, I stayed you know, I, my parents didn't go to church. I went. When I was about nine years old, I wanted to see what they were doing. I joined the church. My parents never, hey, I never remember them going to the church unless it was a funeral, which they've been transitioned years ago. But it was always conflict when I first got uh, baptized and when I became a young man. I was a church administrator because I never would actually want to be a preacher because of that. It's, it's pretty simple. Uh the preacher could say one thing and do something else. 
That just didn't <laughs> click with my spirit. You know, you can get up there and say, uh, no way, don't screw men, but you're out there screwing men. Don't have a bunch of women. You know, it was just so much hey, hypocrisy, but I love people. So, uh, uh, because of some some the events that happened to me when I was a young man, you know I was I was uh, you know losing your love on your parents, not having any guidance, you know. But I always had this spirit in me, huh? And I kind of it, it took me a long time even for me to say I was a ordained preacher. It didn't happen to two thousand and five. Cause I used to tell them I don't need nobody to justify hey what I know and what I feel, but of course they you know they say well you know they played to that uh, structured guy you know that law enforcement training police training I had about well you know when we go on the street and we preach to the brothers and sisters we don't want the police happening so uh, get ordained and guess what the ordained was the ordained ordained uh, being ordained was. I talked to the, hey, the friend, a friend of mine now. I'm turning him because he conscious and don't know it. You know, and basically say, you know, because everybody will say, well, you got a good spirit, you love people. But Christianity is false. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I knew it, but I love people. And I kind of played along with it, but, you know, there's no excuse. And I can't go back and apologize to all of them and say, hey, I told you a lie. Because some of them don't want to hear. So what I can do now is when they come to me, I can say, all right, you remember I was that guy when you didn't have anywhere to go, when you needed some gas or your kids needed some. I was the go-to guy when you went through all these agencies and all that stuff. Thank you very much for that, sir, uh, for your input. Really appreciate it. Rick, how you want to close it down, man? Uh, well, I, I just want to say uh, uh, I think it was a pretty good show tonight, and I'm glad uh, that all the – hope that all the people that was listening tonight got something out of it. I just want to say uh, we, we got to – start looking into this, looking into everything that we're being told because everything that we're being told is not necessarily come coming from people who have our best interests in mind. So we have to, anytime somebody tell us anything, we need to start checking it out to make sure it checks. Uh, because, uh, we we get told a lot of things that we just go for it and we don't try to find out what it means. And another thing we need to do is start talking to your own, man. Don't nobody know you better than your own. They the one who created you. They the one who took care of you. They the one who love you. They the one who you go to when you need something. And they the one who who would never intentionally lie to you. I, I, which I will hope, I mean, I, I think my family is that way. They wouldn't just tell me a lie just for the heck of it. And I don't think that most other people around uh, family would either. So these are the people that we need to be finding out what's going on uh, about ourselves about. And with that, I just want to say, have a good night. Yeah, Rick, that's that's very important. And, and again, these the foreign ideologies that we get into so when you call yourself this it automatically alienates from alienates you it breaks us down into these groups so yeah you're spot on about that uh nisi well i want to say just like rick um we had a wonderful show we, we, we got to continue to have these talks with our family with ourselves and, you know, when you, when you have talks with your family, there are a lot of times that you have to say hard truth. And they're not meant to hurt, but they are meant to be constructive criticism. And you say it, you do these things because you love your family. And you hope, especially for our younger uh, family members, that they heed these words of wisdom or at least give them 
be consideration. We're the only group of people that tout rhetoric about our collective, this and that, and at the same time, we embrace all this individualism to our own detriment. We are the only group that has been inculcated to be incentivized to hurt one another. Victims and victims cannot occupy the same space. If you have physical freedom but you are mentally bound, then your challenge becomes a choice of what you want to be. The reason people awaken is because they have finally stopped agreeing to things that insult their soul. When you look at the ideologies of the indigenous people of America, and you're going to have to do your homework, it's out there. It's out there. And when you hear these stories and you read these stories, they're going to resonate with you. You have to see yourself into it. You have to see yourself doing it. You have to look at the things that your people who came before you, who created you, what they've done, because you have some, that's your DNA. You have some of those same qualities. So find out who your great grandmama was. Find out who your great, 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 great grandmama was on your father's side. She calling because those are the souls of the people who are buried here. That's where we losing it at. All your people from eons that spit you out. You are walking on those people in America. They being dug up in some places. Those are your ancestors. But since you want to claim that you're this, you you erase all of that life power. Like Rick talk about life. You erase all of that. And then this is the this is another thing that gets us. When your sons and daughters go over to die in foreign lands, that's we're losing. Those are those are the souls that keep are supposed to keep replenishing us in life. You know, there's no such thing as death. All we do is replace each other. And we send our kids to die in wars happily. That's why they keep showing us these movies, all these more movies where we just happy to be the to die so these foreign ideologies that we have connect back to your folks talk to the uncles the aunts the oldest sisters and brothers in the family if your grandmothers and great-grandmothers are alive young people especially you might have your great-great-great-grandmama still alive talk to them and ask them who you are ask them if you're from africa tell them to explain how you got here because when we have a lot of young people now, their parents are, you know, 50s and 60s, and they've been taught that African stuff, and that's what they teach their kids. But we are cutting ourselves off from our ancestral homeland when we claim other ideologies. Because when we claim other ideologies, guess what? Those foreigners come over and claim your ideology and start building casinos and stuff and having you come and dump your money there. Teehee! Gotta wake up, y'all. So with that, next Tuesday we gonna have a brother. It's 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 February. We we gonna trip on Black History Month, but this brother that's gonna be here Tuesday, ooh 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 we Ron March out of Detroit is gonna be our guest Tuesday, and he gonna lay down some history stuff that's gonna blow you out the water. So until then, have a good weekend and call on your folks, call on your ancestors. They're waiting for you. Peace out. Night. Okay. Oh, let me go get. What? What's that? The food? Oh, I didn't think about. I, 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 it went off my mind. I was just trying to make sure you had something to eat. Did you say 